Hi, this is Off the Wall with Tracy Ricks Foster. Are you ready for some stimulating conversation to get you moving and grooving on your spiritual journey today? Guess what? The universe has led you to this moment. Welcome. Hi, I'm Tracy Ricks Foster, host of Off the Wall with Tracy Ricks Foster. If you enjoy the podcast, I know you will feel the love of Little Brown Girl Musings. Little Brown Girl Musings is my new website where I offer a potpourri of notions and prose and essay and short stories that I find fascinating. LittleBrownGirlMusings.wordpress.com. See you there. Hi, this is Tracy. Welcome to the show. I wanted to speak today on a subject that I touch on a lot throughout my podcast on uh, here on Off the Wall, and I kind of I kind of weave this process or what I'm going to speak about today. I weave it through different topics here on the show and. I want to go into a little more, I want to go in depth about this subject because I feel that a lot of people, because of the climate that we are in, there is a shift in how we perceive certain aspects of our, of our spiritual or higher selves and I want to get into a little soul work and what we're going to do today to get into this conversation is we're going to begin to open up our third eye we're going to start today by doing some cleansing exercises so that as we get into this discussion you will have uh, open heart, a receptive mind, and your consciousness will be aware and open to receive the thoughts that I am about to put out there in the universe for you so that you will be able to absorb whatever it is that you need to absorb that's going to be great for you and your spirit guides. So let's do some cleansing exercises. So if you have um, a talisman around, if you do crystal work, um, whatever it is that you use to help center you, let's begin to do that right now. I have on um, my amethyst bracelets that I wear every day. And so that is going to be my centering focus. So let us begin to go through a cleansing exercise. We're going to take in four deep breaths to begin. And then we're going to do seven complete deep breaths. Okay, so let's begin with four. All right, close your eyes. Let's begin to breathe. 
One, breathe in. Breathe out. Two, breathe in. Breathe out. Three, breathe in. Breathe out. Four, breathe in. Breathe out. Let that quiet space within you begin to open. Let's ask the universe to heal us, comfort us, help us on our path today. Let's do seven more cleansing breaths because the number seven is associated with completeness. Let's do seven cleansing breaths. On one, let's go. One, breathe in. Breathe out. Two, breathe in. Breathe out. Three, breathe in, breathe out. Four, breathe in, breathe out. Five, breathe in, breathe out. Six, breathe in, breathe out. Seven, breathe in, breathe out. All right, how do you feel? It's really important that we implicate, um, <laughs> implement um, breathing exercises in our everyday lives because it helps to now it helps us not only on a spiritual level or and it doesn't just help us with our meditation but what cleansing breaths or cleansing exercises also do is to help build our lung capacity it helps to keep our lungs in shape and right now we're still in the middle of a raging pandemic that is attacking our respiratory system and so what we need to do is Fully practice exercising our lungs and breathing in and breathing out and expanding our lungs and getting our lungs that needed exercise, the, the, the fortitude to build that muscle and to help energize us and to just basically promote overall good respiratory or breathing health. And that's coming from a person who is or has been a lifelong asthma sufferer. So breathing exercises are very essential. But they're also really great and essential for opening up our third eye, 
for being able to open ourselves to be receptive to spiritual work, to soul work that we're about to engage in and discuss right now. Now, as I said before, this is a topic that I have kind of woven throughout a lot of episodes of Off the Wall, and it's about spirituality, being your being spiritually authentic. It's about guidance for all of us as we embark on our spiritual journeys each and every day. And this conversation that I want to have with you is about your spiritual journey, but it's about spirituality within itself. It's about how we can stay spiritually healthy and most importantly, how we can draw our focus from religiosity to becoming a spiritual person. Because, well, let's get into that. What's the difference between being a spiritual person and being a religious person? Being a spiritual person is where we get into talking about the soul of, a, of an individual, the healthiness of the soul, the act of having a complete connectivity to the universe or to your higher selves and the higher energy or higher power that you believe in. And that's what spirituality does. It promotes that connection to if you have a belief system in God or Yahweh or Jehovah or Allah, it promotes that connectivity and it helps to make it healthier and stronger. Religiosity is the act of being religious and being tied to a a deity or to religious principles or religious faith or order. And when I speak about religiosity and religion, I use those terms interchangeably because what I'm actually speaking of is a set of belief systems that we call religion today. Now, there are different belief systems. I believe that there may be seven overall belief systems that are grouped as major religions in the world today and that would be Hinduism, uh, Buddhism, Buddhism, Tao, Christianity, um, Islam, and um, Judaism. That's six and I know there's a seventh one somewhere around here in my mind and I'll probably stumble across it and then you know um talk about it but those are the major ones um of course you know within that group there are variations on the theme of um that particular religion but outside of that there are many different ways to worship god or the higher energy or force that you believe and call god but what religion does, in my opinion, is that it gives you a blueprint 
to your spiritual self. What religion does is it gives you the blueprint, it gives you a map, it gives you a guidebook, and it says this is how you do it. This is how you connect to the God that you want to serve or that you want to connect to. And we have seen through history that religion in itself is used as a way to manipulate and control the masses. And how that is done is by taking the human, and remember we are spirit creatures having a human existence. It takes that spirit, the spiritualness that lies deep within us. What religion does is it takes that need and it takes that that connection that we have and it manipulates us. It tells us, well, you need to do this certain times of the day or you need to say this to be able to have your prayers or your requests heard by God. Religion tells you that you need to give a certain amount of money to the establishment in order to be deemed as faithful. Religion tells you that you need to live a certain way and certain practices that you may have that are inherently unique for you that you have to abandon it because You know, in order to be a part of this religion and in order to have that connection with God, then you need to extrapolate yourself from it. So religion has been used as a tool to keep people in line and the purpose to keep the purpose of manipulation or control of the the masses is sometimes with religion it has to do with economics it has to do with power and a lot of religions and one in particular used this type of control to keep people in certain class levels to keep or to keep people ignorant to promote one type of um political structure over another. Um, there are religions who have used um, used their influence to control the economics of, um, of a society, to control women. Uh, there are religions that are, you know, that use their influence to control the um, the outcome of um, education, what to educate, you know, our young, how educated they should be. You know, religion has a bad rap because the people or the powers that be within them use religion as a way of manipulating and controlling the spiritual connection that you can build with your higher power with God on your own. But religion tells you that you're not smart enough to do that. (laughs) Religion tells you that you're not intelligent enough to do that. And as I said earlier, um, we're just spirit creatures having 
uh, human experience. So if that's the case, then we have the capabilities to foster a connection with God on our own. We don't need a conduit to do that. We have all the tools within ourselves. So if you are at a crossroad in your life and you're thinking, well, how do I break away from religion and just be a spiritual person? I want to tell you that it's a process. It's a process of religious revolution or religious evolution into who it is that you want to fully be recognized as. When you define spirituality, you can be you can define spirituality as the quality of being concerned with the human spirit or soul as opposed to material or physical things. The Cambridge Dictionary defines spirituality as the quality that involves deep feelings and beliefs of a religious nature rather than the physical parts of life. The Collins Dictionary defines spirituality as spiritual means relating to people's thoughts and beliefs rather than to their bodies and physical surroundings. But how can we define religion? Religion is a specific set of organized beliefs and practices that are shared by a community. Whereas spirituality is more of an individual practice and has to do with having a sense of peace and purpose. So you remember what I just said that with religion, it's organized. It Religion offers you a blueprint a map, guidebook to be able to help you to foster a connectivity to your spiritual selves and to God. Whereas just being a spiritual person and knowing that you have the tools already embedded within you to be able to do this would mean that you would move away from religion. And there are, there are a lot of reasons that moving away from a religion can be good for you. Now, for some people, some people need to have structure. And some people believe that in order to be their their best spiritual selves, that a religion offers them the discipline needed to be able to be consistent with practicing their spirituality. And sometimes that is necessary and that is the case because the way that we operate in the world today, in society, we do have secular boundaries and guidelines that help discipline us and that helps us to be able to live together in some type of harmony, in some type of cohesiveness that can be able to uh, help keep us alive. Such as um, when we drive a car, we have, you know, we have stop signs, we have 
um, street lights to help us. There are different rules and regulations. Before you can even drive, you have to learn the mechanics of driving. You have to have have to understand the responsibility that you have as a driver, not only to yourself, but to your passengers, the people who are on the road. There's so many things that go into that. And there is a reason why. And that the reason is that it protects us. And that's the reason why you know, there are guidelines and systems in place so that when we get into a car and we get behind the wheel, we can be able to get to where we're going in a, in a, a, an efficient manner, but we will also be protected as well. And so religion is like that for some people because some people may not have due to they may not have the discipline or the fortitude due to perhaps the way they were raised perhaps due to trauma or some type of situation that may have occurred to them that scarred them in some type of way uh habits that are you know either um genetic or um something that they've picked up people need to have structure and so sometimes religion is the best structure for those people seeking it to help to guide them and to put them on that path. But in my opinion, when it comes to religion, some of us need it, but then there are those of us who do not need it. Because I believe that there are those of us in the world today who are connected to their higher selves, who are seeking that connection with the divine and are capable of doing so, are capable of being able to self-govern, being able to self-discipline. They're able to um, master certain aspects of being a spiritual person without necessarily having to have somebody else dictate to them what that spiritual person looks like. And I am that person. And it's taken me a while in my journey, my spiritual journey to be a, it has taken me a while to get to the point where I realized that I wasn't the person that needed to be in a religion because uh, first of all, I do not have the, I do not have the need to have a religion dictate to me how to live my life. And I have found that through trial and error, I have been able to make my own decisions. I have been made able to create my own boundaries based on me being a spiritual person. I have been able to decipher certain aspects of my life without necessarily needing a religion to tell me that this is right or this is wrong. Because I believe as human beings, we all inherently know what is right and wrong. Society has created the boundary system based on our inherent knowledge of what is right and what is wrong and what those consequences may be. It's interesting to me 
that when I speak about breaking away from religion and becoming a spiritual person that some people think that I am against religion and no I'm not against religions in themselves what I am against is the manipulation and the control that certain religions have over people have over its congregants have over its 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 people and I have an issue with that because I believe a lot of religions are really you know operational based on the the pocketbooks of their parishioners you know that's my belief and that's why I think that a lot of us um are tied to religion because we get emotional with it um we are afraid to cut the ties to this to the religion for many reasons and the religion itself needs us <laughs> the religion itself needs us they need that 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 money and that energy of being beholden to they they feed off of that and that's what keeps them vibrant and alive for generations and what that does is it dulls our sense and our ability to understand that being a spiritual person is not tied to walking into a church or a temple or a mosque or a kingdom hall or a religious center. You know, that's not what being spiritual is about. I remember... Um, uh, being one of Jehovah's Witnesses and being told that if you have doubts about the doctrinal practices and belief system of Jehovah's Witnesses, that you are a person who are you are spiritually weak. You know, you're spiritually weak because if you were spiritually strong, you wouldn't have any questions or doubts or concerns about the doctrines of Jehovah's Witnesses. I wonder, have you ever felt that way in your religion or your formal religious practices? And see, when someone says that you are weak spiritually because you're not following the doctrine uh, or the tenets of a religion, do they really understand what spirituality is? Spirituality is not based upon what you read in a book okay spirituality is not based on what you what you read in a so-called bible publication or how knowledgeable you may be about a certain bible subject spirituality is knowing who you are and how you operate in the grand scheme of things in the universe and using that knowledge in your everyday life that's what spirituality is. Spirituality is accepting and knowing that there is a power that's higher than you. Accepting that that power is higher than you. Submitting to that power. And operating on a more intuitive nature or level of being every day. 
That's what being a spiritual person is. Being a spiritual person is not uh, how many comments I answer at the Kingdom Hall on, you know, Tuesday, Thursday and Sunday. Spirituality is not about how many field service hours I submit every week to the uh, Brant Society in New York, that's not spirituality. And it's definitely not a sign of spiritual weakness to say, I kind of don't go along with that, that belief over there, or I have questions about that doctrine right there, or it's not spiritual weakness to say, um, there's some holes. And that that theory that you presented, it doesn't sound right. It doesn't make sense. None of that means that you're spiritually weak. What that says is that you're spiritually aware, that you're spiritually in tune, that you're spiritually intelligent, that you're able to say, listen, my spiritual self says this doesn't jive right. And I'm not going to ignore that because of the repercussions that I can receive from my religion, who's going to tell me that the the repercussions are not just going to be with us, but then you are going to sever or we're going to have to sever your ties to God because you're not connecting with us the way we see fit for you to connect. And that's one of the, the things that I talk a lot about when it comes to being a former Jehovah's Witness, I, I discuss a lot of that because I was told that I was spiritually weak because I saw holes and deficiencies in what I was being taught. And some of the things that I learned, you know, they did not add up. The thesis was invalid. And whenever different doctrines were in in Jehovah's Witnesses, they say, well, you know, when the light gets brighter and brighter, you know, there are certain things in life that is either true or it's false. And when something is false and it's a lie, we don't say the truth. The light gets brighter and brighter. We just say it's a lie. (laughs) We just say that it's not true. You know, and to be in a religion and understand and come to the realization that there are some things that don't add up doesn't make you a weak person. It doesn't make you a less valuable person in the eyes of God. It doesn't make you an apostate. It doesn't make you uh, some type of outsider. It doesn't make you... Uh, some type of devil. No, it means that you are intelligent and that you are in tune to your spiritual self. And perhaps your spirit guides, perhaps the angels, perhaps God is showing you that this is not for you. You're not supposed to be over there. You're supposed to be over here. And that right there is what being a spiritual person is. Being a spiritual person is being able to separate yourself from the organization of religion to being able to look outside, experience nature, experience the breath of life, experience the beauty of nature, being able to experience and know that you are part of a vast universe. 
that you're not just a cog in someone's religious machine. You're not just a number to be calculated at the end of the year. You are a moving, breathing, spiritual entity, a moving, breathing, spiritual force. That's what you are. And as you remove yourself from a religion that has basically told you and taught you that you need them in order to have a connection with God, when you begin to see that that's not true and that that's a lie, then you able to, you become able to accept who you truly are as a spirit creature having a human experience. You begin to realize and understand that the universe, that God himself, herself, has more in store for you than what can be found inside of a doctrine that's meant to keep you tied down, keep you weighed down, suppress you, oppress you, depress you. And I think that as, as, as an African-American woman, and if I'm talking to you and you are African-American or you are a person of color, know that this wasn't supposed to be for you. Okay, religion was not made. The religion that we see today, that's not made for you. You weren't meant for that. You weren't meant, you weren't built for that. You were built to have a higher spiritual existence. In many forms of African spirituality, the way African spirituality is practiced, it meets all of our needs as a people, as black people, as people of color. It meets, it meets every last one of our needs. It meets our spiritual needs, our physical needs, emotional, psychological needs. All of our needs are met through having an African spirituality or African spiritual self awareness. Western religion does not hold that for us. Many black people just practice basic religions because it's something that was handed down to us. You can go to and ask any black person today, what religion are you? And they'll probably say something like Baptist, Protestant, Methodist, Catholic, you know, Christian science, Mormon, Muslim. They'll say all of these things. And many times these religions, it's not something that they studied to become a part of. Some of these religions are something that they were born with and was handed down to them from passed down to them from generation to generation to generation. And people just don't sit back and think about their religion, uh, their religion and we respect to who they are. It's something that they do. You know, they may uh, attend church, you know, on Christmas, New Year's, Easter. Those are the big holidays for, for 
for people going to church. You know, for others, it's Passover, Mass, you know. I, I wonder if people still go to church. Well, now we're in the middle of a pandemic, so people aren't really attending church every Sunday anymore. But, you know, I remember a time when Sundays was a holy day where there were no malls open. <laughs> the grocery store wasn't open <laughs> because everybody was in church. You know, these days, you know, maybe for the past 20, 20 plus years, on Sundays, the mall has been open. The grocery stores have been open. Everything is open. The gas station is open on Sunday. Everything is open on Sunday. It's just another day. But that shows me that people have gotten away from religion as well. But if you're one of those people who are who who are starting to come into themselves, a higher consciousness, becoming more awake, then I want you to know that it's okay to break away. It's okay to break away from something that's not giving you the spiritual fulfillment that you seek. It's okay to question. It's okay to have doubts. It's okay to say, hey, this doctrine is not feeding my soul. In fact, it's depressing me. And I need to... to break free and I want you to know it's okay I think that the most difficult time for me in becoming a truly a truly independent spiritual woman is breaking away from my religion of birth and the religion that I spent most of my adult life practicing and Having going through that revolution and then evolution of spiritual thought, it was kind of an emotional roller coaster. Because when you're told that either you practice this religion or one day you're going to die, God is going to destroy you. When you are told that this is the only true religion and that God only speaks to people who are in this religion. And then you say to yourself, this religion is not really for me. And you find yourself on the outside looking in. It's, it's very, it's depressing because you begin to feel as if you're unworthy. I mean, if someone told you that God is only talking to one specific group of people, that God is only showing his favor on one specific group of people, and you're not in that group anymore, it's a psychological doozy on you. It becomes um, an emotional roller coaster. But I'm going to tell you something. 
God cannot be housed in a temple or a mosque or a kingdom hall or any building or place or thing. God is not the type of entity that is just going to look at one group of people and say, yeah, you got it. You're it. Because God knows and understands that we are all unique and we are all gifted and we are all connected to that higher force that higher energy and that full completeness spiritually does not have to be connected to any religion and you have to understand that as well and like I said, it's a, it's a, a religious revolution because you're revolting from that, which has manipulated and, and, and controlled you and lied to you. You're revolting from that and then you're evolving. You're evolving into a spiritual person. Your walk has really become a spiritual walk. And that's what this journey is all about. That's what our purpose is all about. Connecting to who we are, who we truly are, understanding that the gift of life that the universe has bestowed upon us has conditions. And those conditions are that we love one another, that we teach one another, that we inspire one another, that we encourage one another. And as we move on on our journey and we get to the point where we fulfilled our purpose and it's time for us to move on, we move on fulfilled and complete in knowing that we have evolved to our fullest spiritual selves and that we reap the reward of that spiritual pursuit, of that spiritual lightness. That's what being a spiritual person means. It's not about how many times you go to church a year. It's not about the Christmas tree that you have up in your home during the holidays. It's not about what you wore for Easter. It's not about an Easter basket. It's not about a baby in a manger. It's about you. 
It's about your force, your soul, you being connected to the greatest personage in the universe. It's about you ascending to levels unknown awaiting you to unlock the mystery. That is what being a spiritual person, that is what pursuing spirituality is really about. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Off the Wall with Tracy Ricks Foster. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'll see you next time.